0: looking at so what is stopping me from taking action like I know I've got this video reel in my phone and it's sat in my draft folder for three weeks and I haven't put it out there well I'm not taking action why well because I feel like I don't look as good or I don't sound right or the lighting was bad and then you start when you can start really thinking consciously about that you can start recognizing okay like call your own BS, right? Like, it's like, really, the lighting's not good. Like, are we after a, if you want professional, then hire professional. If you want to get your message out there and relate to people and take action in your business, then you've got to find ways of just putting it out there.
1: Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills.
2: All right. Level, Welcome level, everybody level, to Level, level Up. Level, Today level, we have Michelle Ricci with us again. You are our first repeat uh, guest. So Aww. I'm so, and I'm so grateful. I'm so happy that it's you because you bring so much value to everybody. And so thank you for coming on again.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm flattered and honored. And honestly, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. You guys are always so great to talk to. So happy to yeah. do this anytime.
2: <laughs> well, you've been so busy with um, like the Aligned aligned agent, like that whole, like the Facebook group I've seen, I, I missed your vision board seminar oh, this week,
0: but it yeah. looked like it was amazing. How did that go? It was, it was actually awesome. It was a first, so I've been running vision board workshops for 10 years and this was the first virtual one last year. I, I, Toyed with the idea. And I was like, okay, I'll just do more of an instructional, like how to do a vision board. And this time I was like, no, it's not the same. Let me just, you know, jump and try it out because nothing ventured, nothing gained. Right. So I put it together and the demand was amazing. I really didn't expect we had over 75 people that had registered. Awesome. Uh, knowing that, you know, with everything that we do, there's always a 50%, you know, turnout, yeah. 50% turnout. So we had close to 50 people though, um, that were on and it was great. I, the yeah. feedback was really wonderful. And you know what? I'm glad I did it because it does make it more accessible for people, right? We don't have the yeah. geographic boundaries now that are going to stop, uh, people from being able to join in. So definitely going to do another one. That's awesome. Yeah, um, no, I know. I definitely want to go to the next one. Cause I, I, know the
2: power of just like seeing things in front of you and just being able to make it yours once you actually
0: see the vision of what you want to create so you know I think what I think what people appreciated was I, I give two different perspectives I talk about you know the law of attraction and energy and vibration but I also talk about it from brain science which is really you know where my my passion lies and why doing things like vision boards actually help your brain to start, see different opportunities uh, that align with what you want. So no, it's, uh, I, I hope you can join. Yeah, no, that would be awesome. Did you find that there was like a trend
2: with people, like certain uh, like visions that they wanted for their business, or did it really differ from person to person?
0: You know what I, I so I did do it a little bit differently than what I normally would have done it and, and really adjusted the format to really be conducive more to a virtual format. But um, what I did was instruct people to, we started off with uh, reflection and journaling exercises to really start thinking about what people want. But I used the life wheel. I'm not sure if you've ever seen a life wheel before, but it's basically a bird's eye view of all the six areas of your life relationships, health and wellness, professional and business financial. And then you get this bird's eye view to really look at what's your level of satisfaction in all these areas and where do you want to lean into this year, you know, to start improving. So, um, I used that as the tool. So everybody kind of had a goal for every area of their life. Um, health is always a big one in January for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I could imagine. Daniel joined us.
2: Are you you got audio now? Oh, he's got audio. Yay. Yay.
0: Oh,
1: happy day. Good morning. (laughs)
2: Good morning. Awesome. Well, we brought Michelle on today to talk about action and just ways that we can really like, I guess the strategies that we can use to put more action into our business to really get the results that we want. And before we started recording, I was just talking about how a lot of times we tend to fall into the trap of taking action on things that might not necessarily further your business, or it might be more of a longer term strategy uh, to maybe develop your brand or just get yourself out there comfortable with video, which I think are all great things to do. But at the end of the day, it's really about connecting with people and having conversations. So I'd love to hear your take on where maybe you see, maybe we could start with like where do you see agents fall um, when it comes to taking action in their business?
0: Yeah, actually, you, you hit it right on the nose. And I think it comes down to I, I use the word clarity. So, you know, when you're not really clear on what your priorities are, when you're not clear. On And crystal clear on what it is that you want to create. It's really easy to fall into the traps of, you know, comparing yourself to other people, shiny objects. And when you're in that space, you tend to do things that maybe don't align with what you want. Uh, And that align word always comes up, hence why I ended up naming the word, you know, the group aligned agent. But I think clarity is a, a really big piece because if you're not really clear on what you want, then how do you know that the action steps you're taking are going to get you closer to where you want to go? And I think that's a big struggle for a lot of agents because we're, you know, we're in an industry where we're constantly comparing ourselves. We're constantly looking at what everybody else is doing. Like, oh, I must be, everyone's on TikTok. I I'm, I'm, must be falling behind. Let me hop on TikTok. And not to say that there's anything wrong with TikTok or not being on TikTok, but unless it aligns with your goal, is it really worth it? Are you really taking aligned action? And, you know, one of the things that I usually share with agents is, you know, there's no secret to success. And I know everybody comes on, you know, and says these things, but it's true. The only difference between people who've made it and people who are struggling are the fact that they're taking aligned action. They know what they want and they're doing what's necessary. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes it's confronting and we're doing things that Maybe you're outside of our skill set or outside of our comfort zone. But if you're not taking consistent action, then you're not moving the needle forward. So I'm really, really big on action. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think clarity is probably the first, the first piece. You also hit on the nose something else that's really important, and that is understanding that you have to have variety in your business, right? We can't always be thinking long-term. Branding's important, social media presence is important, you know, having a, a, a great buyer package, listing package, all of that is important stuff, but if you're not um, staying focused on the driver of your business, then you're not going to see the results at the same pace that maybe you'd like, and, and you know, what's driving our business are people. Yeah. We're, you know, first and foremost, you know, everything is important that we do, but people are the primary focus. And if you're not having conversations, if you're not showing up, if you're not connecting with people, then you have nothing to work with. Mm -hmm. Right. So all of these things that, you know, we're doing are great. You can have the best listing presentation, you know, and this is, this is really why, you know, when you guys share amazing secrets and tips and strategies, it's not for lack of knowledge. It's for, it's for the lack of doing an implementation. Right. And, and if you're not doing the right things, you're not going to get the results.
1: That's uh, that's a really good point. And I think it might actually address for people who are coming into this saying, okay, this is about action. What do I have to do? I think you've pointed out the fact that it's all about first establishing where and what you want to be and who you are before you just jump into the action. So if the first action people need to take is developing this clarity and developing this foundation, I guess, two-parted question. First of all, Where would you tell them to start in sort of that self reflection? And then is this also a practice that is continuous? So, do you sell, do you have people sort of self audit along the way to make sure their clarity is still the same a year, two years, five years down the road?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I say all the time that self awareness is probably the greatest skill set we can develop as entrepreneurs. Because you can only know people as deeply as you know yourself, right? So even as you're going out prospecting, lead generating, working with people, you can't empathize with them in the same way if you don't have that same level of empathy for yourself. If you have not been able to kind of really look at where do you struggle? What are some of the the stressors that you have? So I think self-awareness is is huge for, for any entrepreneur, But it is important that understanding this clarity is a continuous process. When you sit down, and it's timely, right? Because we're at the beginning of a a new quarter, and what is everybody doing right now? Business plans, right? And those business plans are great. They're a necessity. But I also find that sometimes they're just too big in general, that it's great to have to say, I'm going to make X amount of transactions, and I'm going to add this lead generating system onto my business. But the brain goes, okay, so how are we doing that? (laughs) And that's when people fall into the trap of overwhelm. So, you know, continuously auditing what it is that you want and using your goals as a benchmark um, is really going to make sure that you're staying on track. Because otherwise, again, we fall trapped to comparing, we fall trapped to shiny objects. And then, you know, come, come second quarter, we're off doing something that really doesn't matter to our goals, right? It's not that they don't matter in general, but they don't matter to our goals. So I think it's really important to, you know, when you establish your business plan, first off, have that as your main structure, but you need to take time then to start chunking things down. Um, and one of the things that you know I'll talk about today is is overwhelm because that's one of the biggest barriers to taking action. Um, mm-hmm. This is why we procrastinate. This is why we avoid and clean our fridge or our desk instead of calling people. Right? We've all we yeah. all have those those coping habits that we we engage in. So I think it's you know it's 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 definitely a, a multifaceted process, but self awareness is huge checking in and making sure that every decision aligns with your goals um, and and doing that continuously
2: yeah that's that's huge absolutely because it 's so easy to get clarity at the start of your the year or at the start of your plan, but you get sidetracked so quickly and if you 're constantly not bringing yourself back to that initial plan and where you really want to take things um, can yeah. be really challenging so Like, how do you suggest that people get clarity? Because I think we go into business planning, for example, and we say to ourselves, okay, I want to make 150,000 in GCI this year. And, you know, we do set aside like the steps that we need to take, but how do we bring ourselves back to a really clear understanding of how we're going to get there?
0: Yeah. So I think the first place to start with that is maybe if I just kind of give everyone a high level, simplified version of of how our brains are actually wired to operate. Because when you understand that, then you understand why things aren't working for you. So really, first and foremost, our brain has two roles. Its job is to keep us safe and its job is to create efficiencies. So let's just look at the safety mechanism. Anything that we're doing that feels big, fearful, new, unfamiliar, can trigger a safety response in the brain. And again, reminding ourselves that the brain's number one job is to keep us safe. Unfortunately, it's not wired for success. It's that is not one of our primal needs, right? Our primal goals. It is really wired for safety. So these mechanisms are in place, whether we like them or not. So when we start to do our vision, but, you know, uh, vision boards, oh my goodness, our vision boards or our business plans, you know, and we set those income goals, that's usually the first place that the body and the brain starts to respond. It's like, Oh, 150,000, 300,000. Yeah. I don't know. Can I really do that? Like, what does that mean? Right. And, and then we start having this thought process that we're not even aware of because the reality is our brain, because I said the second role of our brain is efficiency. It likes to kick in what's known as an autopilot mechanism. So this autopilot basically allows us to it runs about 90% of our daily decisions. So you know, when you get in the car, and you're driving somewhere, and then you pull in the driver, and you're like, I don't remember stopping at the stop sign, right? We do it, we've done every step properly, but we've done it so often that it's been stored in automation. And which means we're operating subconsciously. Now, that happens 90% of the time throughout our day. So this efficiency mechanism, while it's great for conserving energy and helping the brain process, um, it's always going to have us revert back to bad habits, old habits. So coming back to our business plans, you know, we're sitting there, we're looking at this income goal, and all of a sudden the th- th- those thoughts start to creep in, like, oh, can I do that? What does that mean? Am I gonna be away from my kids more often? Do I have to sacrifice my health and relationships? And we start having all of this negative talk subconsciously. Like we're not even aware that it's happening. Um, and so those are the things that start tipping us into this state of overwhelm. And once we're in overwhelm, the brain doesn't function it shuts down our motivation center, and it literally physically cannot take your goals and help you take action because it does not know what to do. It's at its max capacity. So it's really important when you're doing your your business plans to then take a step back and say, well, what does that look like? What would action look like? If my goal is $150,000 this year, GCI, what do I need to do? And then taking a moment to write it all down. See, our biggest problem is that we keep it in our head. (laughs) We think we're really, really good at that, but we're not. (laughs) It's just bogging down the brain and the processing system. So start by, you know, I I call it a brain dump. Literally dump everything out on paper that comes to your mind that these are all the things that you're going to have to do to get to your 150K goal or whatever the goal is. And then from there, then it's about organizing and prioritizing. So, what is the most logical first step, right? If if I talk about social media and I talk about you know uh, expanding my geo farm, whatever those strategies are, when I take a look at that, do I have everything in place ready to go for me to execute? And if the answer is no, what is it that I need? So let's just take social media as a perfect example because. Everybody's on, you know, doing social media. Everybody recognizes the importance. I, I do believe that there's a placement for it and it doesn't always have to look like it's taking over your life. Uh, but that's just a, a personal philosophy and opinion of mine. But, you know, if, if one of your goals is to do more business using so- social media, then you've got to stop and say, well, what do I need? Cause it's not just automatically our brain goes to end result. Oh, great. I'm just going to show up on social media and, and I know I'm just going to post this and we go through it and it all makes sense in our head. But when it comes down to execution, we don't do it. Why? Because the brain doesn't know what to do first. So do you have to learn something? Uh, are you planning on doing video? Who's recording? What are you going to be talking about? These are all of the micro steps that have to be chunked down in order for your brain to kind of understand. So that's really the first piece to taking action and execute. Part of me, executing is understanding what am I doing? Like, what is the first logical step? Because the brain sees it, right? We see it, we set our goals and it's like, yeah, I got it. I know exactly what we need to do but that doesn't translate to action. Um, action is a result of you taking, uh, you know the steps to chunk everything down so that you know what that first next step is.
1: I want to build on that because I'm, and I think Katie might be, I'm a pretty visual learner and what you're laying out, I'm, I'm literally picturing it in my head. And when you talk about the 90%, 10%, like I'm really fascinated by that because I'm trying to, I want to make sure I'm not misinterpreting, but is the idea that because we only have so much capacity to make our own decisions in effect, or to do things consciously, the big goal is really tough to fit as one big goal concept in the 10%. And rather, if we were to take the time to populate that 10% with achievable things, and then I guess, when that's accomplished, it almost does that become part of the 90%. And then we can tackle like, and maybe I'm not explaining it the right way. But that's how I'm picturing it in my head that we kind of take on things small so that they can start to become subconscious and create the habits that become our actions.
0: Yeah. So let me explain the autopilot mechanism. So autopilot is basically, again, your brain is wired to be efficient, right? It needs to conserve energy. It uses carbohydrates as its main fuel source. So there's only so much capacity that it can process and do. So it has this beautiful mechanism in place to say, okay, Um, you know, Katie, if you are going to be repeating this over and over and over again, I got it. I'm not going to have you consciously think about this anymore. Let's just automate it. And this is why when you drive that same route, it's like, there's no thought, you know exactly where you're going, you know exactly what to do. So it's automated. All of our habits are automated. So habits are the things that we think, the things that we believe, the things that we do. It's not just in our actions. So when we talk about that 90%, of our daily actions are controlled by autopilot it's basically suggesting 90 percent of what you do you're not consciously aware of so you're not consciously deciding what you're doing next unless you build your self-awareness unless you're constantly coming back and building a practice of is this right for me and what is it that i want to accomplish today because most people wake up and they just get set into their routine right we know what we need to do we get up we do the same thing over and over again And you do the same thing and over and over again, you're going to get the same results, right? So uh, what I'm saying is to get the different result that you want this year, you have to be clear on what you want. You have to bring awareness to it. And you have to understand that there's an automated process in place. And until you interrupt that, until you bring that awareness to what am I doing right now? Is this exactly what I should be doing? Right? Stopping and, and catching yourself. You can't make a different decision. It's just going to keep you in that autopilot. Does that make sense? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, it goes back to your self-awareness too, because especially if you have a goal of like it, it getting better at social media or just having a better presence or whatever it is, it can be so easy to go down the rabbit hole of like just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. So recognizing that that is a trap that you typically fall in when you do go on social media and telling yourself ahead of time, okay, This is why I'm going on here. And this is, these are the things I'm going to do. And then I'm going to get off kind of thing Um, can be probably pretty helpful just to be aware of like where you're going to go, like go off the rails at certain points during the day.
0: Yeah. And, you know, let's even step back a bit. Why are we grabbing our phones and scrolling through mindlessly anyways, right? That's the body's response to overwhelm. When you are avoiding something, the first thing we do is pick up our phone and scroll or we let our minds wander or we tidy up our desk or, you know, I had somebody in the program that was, um, you know, always cleaning out her fridge. She probably had like the, the cleanest fridge in the world. But we engage in these avoidance behaviors because we are feeling overwhelmed or confronted with something. So that can look like our goals are not chunked down enough for the brain to take action. It could also look like we're trying to do too much. You know, I think that's a big trap too, for a lot of us is especially at the beginning of the year. And especially if you're a creative person, you have a ton of ideas that are coming. I was like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. And then you start seeing what other people are doing, which is great. But then you start going, oh, that's awesome. I'm gonna do that too. And so we, we tend to hit overwhelm either by not having clarity on what we want and need to do. And two, trying to do too much all at once. Um, and when we end up in that, that's the brain is going to slam the brakes on, right. It, it, that, that is its natural mechanism. So that's when you are going to start seeing procrastination, avoidance, perfectionism, because perfectionism is also an avoidance mechanism, right? It, nothing is ever going to be perfect, but if I can sit here and spend another two more hours, you know, perfecting my brand or my website or this video, then that means I'm not doing the other things.
2: Yeah. So it's very tricky it, it is. And I just think even myself, like the thought process I go through, like I recognize when I've hit overwhelm or when I'm just like, I am sitting at my desk and I'm doing absolutely nothing. And I, and I have to step away because I know I just need that refresh and, and I'm just not getting anywhere. But at the same time, knowing that I have to break things down further, I think a lot of people, including myself think, oh, well that's like, that's such a minor thing to do. Like, you know, okay, I need to, um, I can try to think of an example here, like have like my list of people I'm going to call for the day. Oh, well, that's that's just such a minor thing to put together. Like, why would I even do that? I want to go bigger in my in my steps that I'm taking in my business. So it's like this like constant conflict that I feel like I'm at least going through where I'm like, I'm not doing enough but I don't know what I want to do. So it's like this vicious circle. And is that something you see often with people or is that Always. just me? <laughs> <laughs> Always.
0: Always. <Okay. laughs> you know, one of the, one of the best productivity uh, productivity strategies that I can share is preparing the night before for what your day looks like and I don't mean that you've got you know you have to sit there and make huge lists but even if you can spend 10 minutes before bed in your head going through okay so tomorrow I've got a time block for lead follow-up or tomorrow I have a uh, you know time block for doing a bunch of CMAs for people whatever it is if you can go through your mind and start going okay this is what I have to do tomorrow this is what I have to do tomorrow the brain is going to do its beautiful magic overnight of now filtering and organizing all the information, all those little things that you talked about, like the list of people. And it's already gonna start to organize that. So when you wake up in the morning and you know you have to call, automatically you're gonna know where that list is. Whereas if you didn't do that, you'd be sitting down at the desk going, what do I have to do today? Oh, yeah, I have to call people. Oh, but I have to make a, who am I going to call? Where where is that list? And then all of a sudden you start getting sidetracked, right? And these are the traps that we fall into. So, you know, for productivity, again, I use a lot of brain-based strategies because to me that everything starts in here, right? Like everything in the outside world is all happening first in our, in our mind. So to me, it's important to understand that um, and to work with our brain, not against it. And unfortunately we've really been trained to work against our brain because we're results driven people and, and the brain likes results too, but guess what? It also needs to have an action plan, right? It has to be alleviated. So I can't remember where I was going with, with all of that, but it's, you know, being able to prepare in advance for what you need that list while it's small, and I completely agree with you, right? Logically, we look at that and say, yeah, so it's just a list of people I have to call. But you sit down to do it and watch. Like, it, it's interesting when we can slow down our process and understand, try making that list right now and tell me how easy it actually is. You're going to be like, who should I call first? Oh, but so so's birthday is coming up. Maybe I'll add them on the first, you know, list. And, and so this is the stuff that the brain is doing. Yeah. So if the brain, if you're feeling overwhelmed, imagine what the brain's feeling like right? Trying to understand and execute this task. So
2: what are you doing to me? (laughs) Yeah. It's like,
0: what what do you want from me, Katie? But (laughs) it literally is. I have, I have these dialogues, right? What our brain is actually saying to us in certain moments, but it's, it's true. You have to learn to prepare in advance. And the more you can get those little things done, you know, I kind of equate it to this. (laughs) I use this story. Maybe I overuse this story, but when I was in school, I remember writing those cheat notes on my hand, right? Before a test, I'd write these little symbols and things, and, and those were our cheat notes. Now, we know that today, that's actually not really a cheat note. A cheat note would be if I was writing answers. We don't know what's on the tests, right? So what we were doing was writing a memory aid. Mm-hmm. And this is a tool that they're, they're now recognizing. And a lot of children who have um, independent learning uh, programs are allowed to now bring in if they've been, um, if they've noticed or have been diagnosed with executive functioning, meaning the brain just needs a little bit of assistance, maybe it needs more time to process, maybe it's just the age and it hasn't matured enough, they give the use of memory aids because it helps the brain to remember so that it doesn't have to get bogged down with all of the little details.
2: Mm.
0: So that's what you're doing when you're deciding in advance, creating those lists. And those lists can be like, who to call. It could also be, who am I going to reach out to when I'm overly stressed? You know, yeah. What's that first place I'm going to go to? What's the first thing I need to do You know, if I get really busy? Who can I call to um, start referring some business to? When you don't have those things already established, you are going to stay in a state of overwhelm. And a lot of people found themselves in that place at the start of the pandemic because nobody would have predicted the wave that our industry was gonna see with business. So a lot of people, while they were able to manage their regular day-to-day business, all of a sudden found themselves being hit by this tidal wave Mm -hmm. and they could see it coming, but it was like, I I just don't know what to do. It's like you become paralyzed. Um, So the more you can plan in advance for those things and get those little things off your plate, the the easier it's gonna be to process.
1: I mean, they they unlock the outcomes you're looking for. It's so hard to get to the, well, you can't really get to the result you want without first doing those things. I, I think one thing that is a really cool, and it's a realization for me because I've never thought of it this way, is just the idea of overwhelm. I think too many people hear the word and they think it means I'm pulling my hair out and I'm freaking out and I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. When in reality, what you're saying is overwhelm is really, it's just, not being able to process the things you want to do and when it's subconscious in some ways that's even more dangerous because you don't even realize you're like it's overwhelmed but you don't look at it that way and I think being able to address that with some of the things you're talking about it is the same problem it's just less in our face when it's happening subconsciously so that's a really interesting thing that people I don't I never looked at it that way so for me that's helpful to think about overwhelm just being I'm not doing things because my brain is not identifying that as something it can handle right now,
0: right? Because it's
1: driving me crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes that lends itself to the limiting beliefs, right? Like one of the realizations that a lot of the agents get as they're going through some of the programs or workshops that I do is in all of a sudden catching themselves. It's like, Oh, oh my God, I saw it. Like I, I realized why I, I kept keep procrastinating on this or why I decided to go play drums instead of you know, doing the work. Why is it that I constantly choose that? And when you understand that everything starts in the brain first, you have to start looking at what are the thoughts that you're having around it? And overwhelm, again, we can be tipped into overwhelm for so many different reasons, doing too much, not doing enough, comparing, right? Having these extra pressures on ourselves that we feel like maybe we can't do it. Right? That will tip you in a state of overwhelm. So I think, you know, again, understanding that overwhelm is the biggest barrier to taking action, then if your only job to get results is to take action, then your primary focus has to be on figuring out what's stopping you. And when you can look at overwhelm from that place, and start looking at, so what is stopping me from taking action? Like, I know I've got this video reel in my phone, and it sat in my draft folder for three weeks, and I haven't put it out there. Well, I'm not taking action. Why? Well, because I feel like I don't look as good, or I don't sound right, or the lighting was bad. And then you start, when you can start really thinking consciously about that, you can start recognizing, okay, like call your own BS, right? <laughs> like it's like really the lighting's not good. Like, are we after a prof- if you want professional, then hire a professional. If you want to get your message out there and relate to people and take action in your business, then you've got to find ways of just putting it out there. But most of us get caught in that that it's not good enough, right? And recognizing that all of these limiting beliefs that we have, they live in us. So that's part of being human. We all have them. Um, but when are they showing up, and how are they stopping you from from doing what you need to do? Yeah.
2: Is would you say that overthinking is connected to overwhelm? Like just that. Yeah. Cause like I find that that is a huge factor for me. Like when I just let go and make a freaking decision, even if it's not the right decision, it feels so freeing. But I find a lot of times I go through my days and I'm just like, okay, like if I say this to this person, then what's going to happen? And like, you know, you start, it, it just becomes like your whole day that you're focused on that. So how, I guess, is it again going just back to, the ways we cope with overthinking and like, how do we avoid overthinking? I guess is my question.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, when it comes to thinking, I think, I think that, <laughs> that I think the first place is to start asking what's the fear. Right. Mm. And this is not that we really want to get deep, but I'm happy to go deep, uh, you know, and we, we have <laughs> a mini- out here. <laughs> big session, but um, you know, what is the fear when you're constantly overthinking what it is that you're going to say to somebody, you know, your message, but what's stopping you? Like really ask yourself, what's stopping you? Is it that you don't know what to say? No, you know exactly what you want to say. You're worried about how they're going to receive it. You're worried about the perception it might create. You're worried about if it's going to be misinterpreted. So there's a fear that's running that show And when you're stuck in the fear, if you can kind of come back to like, what is really going on inside? Are you afraid that you're, you know, it all comes back to our, our very early beliefs. This is where we're going to get all Freudian, right? We're going to come back to all of our (laughs) childhoods, but it's like, at the end of the day, there's three buckets. Am I safe? Am I loved? Am I enough? Those are the three things that run every human being on this earth. And as we get older, they shape and manifest and they look a little bit differently, but I guarantee you grab any limiting belief, like I'm afraid this person's going to misinterpret what I'm going to say to them, that will come back to, will I be liked? Are they going to get upset? And all of that will translate into what you experienced, right? Growing up. This is how we evolve and create our belief system, whether it's good or bad. So I think it's, it's you know, when you're, when you're catching yourself overthinking, I think you have to stop and just say, what am I afraid of? Like what, what is it that I'm avoiding? Because you know, when you're not worried about anything like that, you're just going to speak openly. And you do in so many different occasions, but sometimes there's sensitivities, right? Sometimes there's different situations. Sometimes the role that you have in your business impacts your ability to feel free, to just openly share things. So I think the, the question I would ask is, what am I afraid of? And I think that's a good question for anything that you catch yourself that you're not doing. It's like, what am I afraid of? Cause I can guarantee you 90% of the time it comes back to that fear safety response. So what is it that I'm afraid of? Cause the brain picks is picking it up. And that's why you're, it's kind of having you stay back in this, like overthinking. are you sure you're going to say that? Maybe if you do it like this, maybe if you wait after dinner, maybe if they eat something, they won't be hangry. And then you'll be able to, you know, get your message across. And it's funny, we have, we do this and we don't even realize that we're doing this, but I would just, I would, I would say, what am I afraid of? Like, what is it that I'm avoiding?
1: I mean, we, and that applies to the smallest, most insignificant of decisions, right? Like, I'm just thinking yesterday, we were talking about how, about our van and about how it's a mess and like want to get it cleaned and we're not getting it cleaned. Da, 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 and then Katie picks up the phone and books it. And it's like, why didn't we in the first place, right? Like, what was the, what was the limiting? What, was, what were we, and not that you were afraid of anything, but you're right. It probably connected to something triggered that well we don't really need it or or you know it's it's vain or whatever it is it could triggered.
0: be anything it could be oh do i need to spend that 60 dollars or 100 dollars right now or you know it, all of these things we go through our decision making process and that's all normal and natural but yeah it's it's really about asking yourself what am i afraid of if you recognize that you are driven to be safe then you not doing something is a result of that safety mechanism being triggered so what is it that that is stopping you and you know the interesting thing is we think that our results come from these big monogamous you know ginormous steps that we take and they're not i can tell you that it's that compound interest it's that fit fit mentality the small things that you do repeatedly, those little small action steps actually have the biggest impact on your results than anything that you can imagine of like, oh, I'm going to do this amazing thing online. And this is going to get me a whole bunch of traffic. It's never about that. And, you know, it's interesting. I had a conversation with um, an agent that had gone through my program months ago. And I said, so how, you know, how's, how are things going? She goes, Oh, I'm just, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And she was just like rhyming off all these things that she would have not done and probably hummed and hawed over for six months. Um, and it was little things like just calling to book an appointment to, um, get an overview of a new CRM tool because she needs a new CRM. Right. But she's been procrastinating on that. And, you know, when she started identifying what her patterns and habits of thinking were that were causing her to procrastinate, all of a sudden now she's like completely unleashed. And here she is. And she's like doing all these things that to other people on the outside would be like, yeah, so what? You made a call. So what? You booked the appointment to get your car clean. But I can tell you, the more you procrastinate on those little things, they lead to the big overwhelm because now you have this huge running list of things that you haven't done. And now the brain's going, see, you're just, you can't do this. You suck. You can't succeed. You know, and this is this is that negative that loop that we end up in.
1: Yeah, well, I I, I can attest. I mean, every time we get one of these little steps done, it feels better than but, when we yeah. get the big thing done. It's all yeah. the stuff along the way where you're like, yes, I'm on <laughs> my way and I'm making progress. And if you've got the list of people to call in the morning, just having direction makes you feel good like yeah. that gets things going so i
0: couldn't well agree more. it hits it hits the reward center of the brain right mm-hmm. the brain releases all these beautiful feel-good chemicals that we have right dopamine oxytocin like we have endorphins all these things that are meant to keep us motivated and engaged so when you do something small And you feel that sense of accomplishment. The brain's like, yay, thank you. Here you go. Let me release some feel-good chemicals. And now it's like, oh, I got this. I can do this. And then you're in your groove. So the more that you can focus on the small things, those small achievements, and recognize that they're achievements, like reward yourself for them, the more you're going to get this steady dose of of all these feel-good chemicals and neurotransmitters. And that's only going to help increase your motivation center. Cause you know, again, remember when I said overwhelm actually shuts down your motivation center. The only way to combat that, or one of the ways to combat that is to recognize that you just need to do small things yeah. and recognize, you know, acknowledge them as accomplishments and your brain's going to reward you with that. So that's, you know, another little strategy or tip is like, do something small and reward yourself. Like have a little treat you know cuddle yeah. with the dog or cat like just something that's going to there you go have a little tea or coffee it's like something that's going to reward yourself
2: yeah no that's that's really important i'm curious what how deadlines play into like brain science and whether that's a good thing to establish deadlines for yourself even with like the little steps would that be helpful for people
0: yeah you know there's a theory that says if you give yourself five hours or five days or five weeks you'll use whatever amount of time you give yourself right so we need to collapse time and we need to be able to shrink that and use our time efficiently so the more time you give yourself the more time you're going to use so it's important to set deadlines but making sure that again they're manageable like it's interesting look how look how we set ourselves up for failure like i see this a lot with agents when it comes down to doing their schedules or just setting out like a prospecting routine, something, they go and they put these big action steps that they need to do right smack in the middle of when they know they're going to be interrupted, when they know that they're going to have to pick up their kids. And so we set ourselves up for failure when we don't really properly plan and really look at things. So, you know, when you're setting deadlines, when you're looking at your schedule, really be mindful and say like, is this really? this is where alignment comes in. Like, Is this the best time for me to be able to do this? Like I get people say, you know, prospect early in the morning, get up at 5 a.m. Listen, everything works, but you've got to find the one that's going to work best for you. So, you know, when you're when we're looking at it from an alignment perspective, it's always coming back to is this the right time for me? Maybe 10 o'clock in the morning is the best time to make calls. But guess what? If 10 o'clock in the morning means you've got kids running in your door because you know they're on break or you've got to do other things, then you're not going to do that. And then you're not going to get the results. So, you know, setting deadlines that are achievable, that be mindful that you're not trying to do too much. Again, remembering our goal is to avoid overwhelm because overwhelm is going to have us slam the brakes on and we're not going to be able to take action. So, manageable deadlines realistic expectations, try not to run the show from this place of like, I have to do more. I'm not enough place, right? Because we, we are constantly trying to prove to ourselves that we can do things. So when we do that, we end up adding more (laughs) to our plate instead of just focusing on what we have. So, you know, making sure it's realistic, making sure that it's aligned with you and it makes sense for you because everything works. It really does. It's just the one that you do
1: what about the idea of dependency on other people um like we not not everybody's the same i think people engage other people for good reason like you want other people to help you do things and to get you through things but i think a lot of times we can use other people as a bit of a crutch and as an excuse to not get our own stuff done at the same time right like when we say well that guy's supposed to do it and he's not done yet so i'll just procrastinate or I'll, and I don't know if that's overwhelm or is that just a common, uh, I don't know the way to put it. Is it it something that we should consciously try to self-diagnose when we're putting too much on other people as a means to rid ourselves of responsibility? Or is it something we should pursue as we only can do so much so other people are a big piece of getting things done for ourselves?
0: Yeah. I, so that actually just brings up then, you know, what I call an alignment audit. So, you know, as a business owner, I think it's extremely important. And again, every agent listening, you are business owners, (laughs) you run your own business, um, is understanding what your zone of genius is. What, where do you work best? What is your, you know, I, I, I read a book, um, way back called clockwork. think I even did a few podcast episodes on it. And it was, it was all about And what I love about the book is the way he frames and he uses the analogy of a beehive and a bee colony. And, you know, the queen bee has the most important role. Like she's the queen of the hive, but why? It's not because she's doing everything. It's not because she's the one there deciding who's going to do what she, her only role is to have babies. (laughs) That's it. And so everybody in the hive protects that role because if she is not having babies, the hive is going to die. So she's not allowed to feed herself, bathe herself. She's not allowed to go out there hunting. She does not delegate. You know, she's not the leader in that sense. So if we take that analogy and we look at our own business, it's about understanding what are the things that I need to do to keep my business running. Like me personally, we can do everything. We get it. We know that it's not about proving that we can or can't do it. It's about what should we be doing? So if you are responsible and you know that you are the one that when you meet people can instantly convert them and you can build rapport and that's just so natural for you, then you need to protect that. Because again, coming back to where we started our conversation, If you're not talking to people, you have nothing in your business, right? You need, we are people-driven business. So what, if that is your queen bee role, then you have to figure out how to protect that. And protecting that means you might have to do a bit of an audit and say, what am I doing that is getting in the way of that? And, or what am I doing prior to that activity that might be draining me? And not allowing me to do it to the best of my ability, you know, for introverts and an okay to you and I always, you know, kind of align with that. But, you know, as introverts, when we talk to people, we can do it We're great. I mean, look, I can get up, I can do these interviews, I can get on stage, but I'm tired after it drains me. And that's not a bad thing. It's about recognizing, geez, if I have a really important meeting with clients I'm probably not going to want to do something that's going to drain me and exhaust me right before that. So it's really, you know, again, it comes back to that clarity. What are you supposed to be doing? When are you supposed to be doing it? And how are you supposed to be doing it? And the only person that can answer that is you. So if there's things on your plate that you are not good at... (laughs) Or that somebody else can do quicker, faster, cheaper, you know, than you can, then it's that's a decision that you have to make to say, I need to get this off my plate. And who's the best next person for that? So sometimes I think, you know, when in a good effort, we try to delegate, but it might not be for the right reasons. And it might not be the best decision. Maybe that person's just not the best person to take that. Like if they're taking forever to do it, then clearly there's something not working there, right? So it's, it's about recognizing that you have to keep your, the wheels of your business turning. So what's bogging it down, right? These are those daily assessments. It's like what's working, what's not working. And if, you, you, if you're not honest about that and you're not taking an assessment of that, then you're always going to keep doing the same things, not getting the same, you know, not getting the results that you want. So that's, I don't know if that's the definition of a hamster wheel, but it's certainly a definition of not being able to get things done. And again, if we're not taking the right action, we're not going to get the results that we want.
2: Oh yeah. Like it's it's so true. And I think like the biggest thing I got out of our conversation today was just that self reflection piece and just being really honest with yourself and as you said like asking your asking the question what's holding me back? What am I afraid of? I feel like if everybody just did those few things every single day, they would be so much further ahead because I, most of us are just in that hamster wheel, as you said, just going and going and going. It's like the definition of insanity. Like you just keep doing the same thing over and over and thinking you're going to get different results. So, um, is there anything else that you would suggest that we do in order to take action and just get, get going on things
0: as agents? You know what? I think the three sort of biggest takeaways I can say are, A, be mindful of overwhelm. What is causing you stress? What are you doing to tip yourself into that state? And do you even recognize when you're in that state? (laughs) Because believe it or not, some of us kind of get numb to that, right? It becomes normal. Um, And I can tell you it's not, right? If you're constantly stressed and you're not thinking clearly and you can't focus, that's your cue right there. Like stop and go, what's going on? What am I doing? Do I have clarity in what I'm supposed to be doing today? If the answer is yes, am I trying to do too much? Really being mindful of that. So managing um, and reducing overwhelm is probably the first thing that I would say that's going to help you take action. The second one is really creating better alignment. So what am I doing that does not fall within my zone of genius? And, you know, what does my schedule and routine look like? Is it best set up for me? Or am I just trying to do it because everybody else says that it works for them, right? And I think we do that a lot. We read these great books and they tell us, here's the, here's the best morning routine. Here's, but at the end of the day, you've got to know what works for you. And if you don't have that level of awareness and you can't stand up and say, I get it, this works, but this is not going to work for me. How can I make it work? I think that's the question that we fail to ask. It's like, oh, this doesn't work. And they chuck it out the window. Okay, on to the next thing where it's like, okay, no, how can I make this work? Because there's not one right or wrong way of doing it. So really looking at your energy, the way you set your days up, what tasks you're doing, like really give an honest assessment of where you're focusing your time. So that's the alignment piece, really creating better alignment. And then the third is is really, I think, managing your mindset. I mean, we've touched upon a little bit today in terms of those thoughts and beliefs. But again, if you've got these limiting beliefs that you feel like you can't do this or that you're not doing enough, right? That happens a lot with especially parents who are trying to run a business. We always feel like we're falling short somewhere. And, you know, when we try and maintain this idea of balance, I mean, balance looks like everything's equal. Nothing is ever going to be equal ever, like ever, ever, ever. So you are going to disappoint people. You might not be able to be there for certain family activities. You might need to ask somebody else to take an appointment for you, but you've got to understand that it's about priorities, right? What is your priority? And if you can manage your mindset about what you're believing about yourself, everything starts there. If I believe that I'm failing as a mom, guess what I'm going to be doing in my decisions? I'm going to constantly overcompensate. I'm going to constantly try and do more. I'm going to add more. See, I'm going to try and prove that I'm a good mom or I'm a good parent or I'm a good person. So every decision that we make starts with the beliefs that we're having. So I think it's important to start just looking at what is it that I think and believe about myself? Do I believe I can do this? Do I believe that I'm not good enough or strong enough or smart enough? I mean, we all have them, right? It's Mm -hmm. not about outing ourselves, but it's it's about outing ourselves to us. Like what is really driving that? So I think, you know, reducing the overwhelm, creating more alignment and really managing the mindset piece, because all of that is going to stop you. Those are those things that are going to stop you from taking action.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's great. I've written down a whole bunch of notes, so I'm good to go. You've like been writing. I mean, I need to create a system for myself where I actually take my notes and put them somewhere, like, you know. That's the next step. That's the next step. So I've written them down. Now I'm gonna, yeah, think of the next small step that I can take to put them somewhere where I'll go back and actually review them because that's what I find I, I typically do. But there was so much there. And it it's it's interesting that it really doesn't, we're not talking about like lead gen or like, you know, those, those things that we all want to understand. Like I find for us, especially like, and I don't know about you, but when we do talks and discussions about lead gen, how to get your next um, a client or whatever, you know, those types of things people want to know, but it comes down to like how you're thinking and how you're running your business and like what really, like the whole aligned piece is so important. And I love that you're, you're talking about that a lot because It's really, that's the foundation of how you're going to be successful. If, you know, anybody can go out and get leads and get sales, but like, you got to really take it back and really understand how you're going to be able to do that for yourself, because it's just never going to be, you're never going to be successful or you're never going to enjoy it at the end of the day. What's going to
1: fulfill you? Like what actually is making you happy? It's not necessarily the ideal that's out there of what makes a successful anything, right? It's what makes you feel good and what's going to address these things to have you Like we always talk about going to sleep at the end of the day, looking back on your day and saying, I'm happy with how that went and I'm content and I'm fulfilled by that. And, you know, hiring a lead gen company might do that, but it's a lot better when you're, if you're doing that, doing it with a purpose and doing it as part of a greater system and plan that is what fits what your, what your clarity you found is makes sense. Um, yeah.
0: Well, and you know, the other thing is too, is, I mean, you guys, like I said, you guys give a lot of effort in, in providing agents, tools, strategies, conversations with pros and experts. There's no shortage of how to's. It's not that we don't know what we're supposed to be doing, right. We all know it's, it's about why are we, why are we not doing it? Like what is stopping yeah. us from doing it? You know, I'm sure you've had guests that have given the secrets to lead gen. And to conversion and to negotiating and to all of that. And there's people that have listened and you know, taken notes on everything that you've shared and still haven't taken action on it. And that's the piece. That's the whole point is, is if you're not taking action, you're not going to be driving your business. You're not going to get the results. So it's great to know all these things, but what commitment are you going to make to actually start doing the things that you know that you need to do?
2: hundred
0: mm-hmm. percent. I'm going to have to make
1: a commitment now looking at your screens. I need to up my artwork game. That's a commitment (laughs) I'm going to make. You've got these great paintings behind you and I've got crushed up pieces of paper.
0: (laughs) It's okay. Normally my desk is facing like the back of the window. So I have, I've had to rotate just to get a nice, beautiful (laughs) background.
1: It's it's like a studio. It's a studio.
0: Like, you know, it's done. It's perfect. See, that's lesson number one. Nothing's perfect guys. Yeah. See How I'm sitting and how awkward I am on my desk right now.
1: <laughs> I've been slowly over the course of this. I don't know if you've noticed, I'm like about a centimeter at a time trying to raise myself because I noticed my head is halfway through the screen. When everybody else,
2: we're all a work in progress. It's all good. Halfway. I may or
1: may not be wearing shorts right now. You'll
2: never know, <laughs> hopefully, not in this weather. It's freezy today. Not in this weather. <laughs> but... Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. Where can people find you? Like where, where can we direct them? Because honestly, like I can tell you from personal experience talking to Michelle, like she's so helpful and she really gets down to like, what is going to motivate you and inspire you to really build a really successful business. So where can we direct people to, to find you?
0: Yeah, I think uh, two easiest places. If you're on Facebook, um, the aligned agent Facebook group, that's a really great community to start getting involved in learning a little bit more. And if you're on Instagram, I'm at Michelle Risi. And of course I've got the link tree bio there, so you can click and find websites and all of that kind of stuff. So those are probably the two easiest places. So uh, aligned agent group and Instagram. Great. So I'll awesome. make sure to link to those in the show notes um, so right. everybody can find those. And thank yeah, you. thank you so much. It's nice. been such I- a pleasure. I know, th- and I just want to thank you again for allowing me to be here. I know I I, I don't take these opportunities um, lightly or minimize. I really do feel honored that you guys have welcomed me in. So thank you. Anytime. You're gonna be like our. You're going to be the first for every like guest. Like a, like a monthly been-
1: segment. We should. Yeah. Do, yeah Let's like-
0: do it. I can yeah. tell you, you guys have each other for podcasting. I used to podcast regularly and. I'm all about priorities, and I don't make it wrong that I haven't, you know, done a, a podcast in a while because I've been, look, you know, really focusing on other things. But it yeah. can get lonely when you do it by yourself. So definitely up for anything. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks so
2: much, Michelle. <laughs> guys. Bye.
1: Yeah. Bye.